You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. All right, this is Randy, and we're back with another live Facebook ramble. And uh, I've got I've got Brandon here from the Technology Geek. Hello. What's going on? Ah, uh, man, not not much going on. It's good to get back with you on podcast again. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, obviously, we're streaming this live to Facebook. A little bit more of my uh, testing out the live streaming, but I figured this would probably go up as a Grolix Bytes or something eventually. That's right. I mean, I had never been on a Grolix bike before. This is a first. Yeah. Um, so, oh, man, yeah, I gotta, yeah, you're right. I, I was on a night. I was never on a bike. Um, so we're just going to talk about some random stuff. That's that's you know what, man? I have been majorly reading comics lately. You guys have got me back into comics. I have been busy with reading stuff and watching stuff. That's awesome. I've noticed a lot of comics-related tweets and stuff from you, so that's always good. I figure that's something we could talk a little bit about, because I know you've been watching a lot of the DC animated stuff. Um, and we can also talk a little bit about what you've been reading. Uh, so, you've been hitting all the DC stuff on Netflix. I've been hitting it on Netflix. I've been hitting it on Amazon Prime. Actually, I just rented uh, Batman vs. Robin, uh, which is one that just that came out like 2014. I didn't even know about it, so I rented that. So I've got that queued up on the Prime queue for a little later tonight. I read Son of Batman. I read, watched Son of Batman. I watched the watched all the Justice League stuff. I have been binge watching all that good stuff lately. I don't know that I've seen Batman vs. Robin yet. Well, I haven't either. Uh, so, uh, so what's been your favorite so far? What are, what so are, far, it's been the son of Batman. Yeah. Uh, I'm basically watching anything that has Nightwing in it, just to kind of, because you know I'm a huge Nightwing fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've, I've been watching the, I've been watching anything with Nightwing in it. Now, Nightwing's in the son of Batman, and uh, it's really neat to see the dynamic between uh, Damian Wayne and or uh, and uh, Dick Grayson, because Damian's like, let's not forget who the blood son is. And I guess Dick Grayson really takes offense to that. Because, uh, you know, him and him and Bruce, even though they've had all the problems in the past, uh, they're still pretty, you know, still pretty close. And uh, also, too, it's it's neat to see uh, they finally made a cartoon with uh, Dick Grayson as if you watch bad, I think it was Bad Blood. If you watch Bad Blood, which also has uh, Damien and Dick in it as well to get to see we read it in the comics, but to actually see it uh, on animated film get to see Dick Grayson finally take up the Batman mantle, which was a lot of fun as well. There's, there's a lot of movies out with uh, Dick Grayson and uh, Damien uh, right now, so it's a lot of fun to be watching those. Well, all those are good. The Bad Blood, Son of Batman, and I have not seen Batman versus uh, Robin yet, but I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it won't be a disappointment because it's by the same director. Oh, nice. Yeah, I kind of fell off. There's, there's a few I have to catch up on. I fell off after some of them. But they definitely didn't start utilizing Nightwing or the Robins till till more recently in the in the animated feature stuff. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the other stuff was like focused on Justice League or Batman or Superman specifically, and didn't usually get into 
into those other characters. Um, generally, the Batman-focused stuff has been my favorite, though, but that's a personal bias. Well, well, I think what, what's interesting is, and, and I've kind of just gone back, and, and you listened to my recent podcast, The Technology Geek, and we were uh, going ahead, and I've, I've been reading a lot of the old... Uh, the the old Nightwing stuff before the new Fifty Two, and it's really fun to see uh, Dick Grayson because he's more on the lighter side. But and then when he when when Batman seems to be brought into the Nightwing comics, like the one I'm reading right now, I'm reading Volume uh, Nightwing Volume Two, uh, the comic is pretty light hearted until Batman comes, and then the comic starts getting very dark. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that's Batman's influence right there. <laughs> um. That's kind of interesting, though, because I know one thing that some of the writers struggle with, like the writers of the comics struggle with when they do Nightwing, is a lot of times they see, they definitely seem to try to push Nightwing away from the shadow of the bat, as they as they say, and make him his own character. And so it's interesting that when Batman shows up, the book kind of takes a darker tone. Well, you have to remember too, and, and and Nightwing's Dick Grayson's even said it several times. He's tried his whole life to get out of, he's get out of, um, you know, to, to he wants to get out of Batman's shadow. So it's kind of fun to see him mention it, and then to to see it actually happen in the comics is is actually a lot of fun. Let's see. Since we're live streaming, I'm just kind of getting myself situated here, including turning my phone down. Why is my phone not doing a thing? Yes, will. My phone goes off. I I may I may not have a uh, no. It's fine. Choice but to answer it, uh, wife is out and I'm waiting for a call. So my phone's being real sluggish. I might have to just restart it. Well, you're on the phone with the technology. You're on the uh, the phone. <laughs> There's a word for you. Uh, you're on the the. What, what is wrong with your phone? Let's troubleshoot this live on the air. The technology geek. <laughs> it, no, nah, it was just being sluggish. I'm gonna restart it. Uh, it wouldn't pull up the uh the volume the, like the ringer volume graphic so that now see that now see you what you should do you should you should email uh email me at the technology org, and then we could go ahead and troubleshoot that live on the air one day yeah technology geek you had a new episode out yesterday yes i did and i talked about comics on that episode quite a bit because i got myself a new kindle paperweight now you guys know i'm actually a, a fairly large reader uh, i'm also an author you can find all my books on Amazon at you know, Brandon LePanny, <laughs> The Panagram Killer. Uh, and I have another book coming out in October. Uh, not that I'm plugging anything. Uh, but one of the things, I, I'm actually a, quite an avid reader, and one of the things that's kind of interesting on the Pindle Paperweight, since it uses the e-ink, um, you can't see colors, which is the only kind of gotcha. So like when I bought, the Night, when I bought some Nightwing comics the other day to read, um, they're in black and white. So I got to kind of pick up my iPad if I want to see the color version. But what was really funny is just for curiosity's sake, I bought a, a copy of The Crow because that's written in black and white, drawn in black and white. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't too bad because it's black and white. But if you're reading any of the color stuff, it still looks good. It's just in black and white. That's so that's the only kind of got you with the Kindle paperweight, anyway. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that. You yeah you did talk about that a bit on the show last night. Also, so you bought The Crow. Have you gotten a yes. chance to read through it yet? No, I haven't. I, I I bought it. I have not read through it. It's on my list of reads. Hopefully, this week sometime. Oh man, yeah. I was recommending you check it out because you're such a fan of the movie. I was. Once you read it, we'll have to have you back on so you can talk about your feelings about it because it's it's definitely a different beast than the movie. 
Yeah, I have not read it yet. As soon as I do, I will let you know. But it's kind of now that I can read on my paperweight because it's black and white, so that's a mm-hmm. little bit, a little bit different. It's kind of fun seeing Nightwing in black and white. Um, I guess it really doesn't matter. I mean, I, I mean, I it, to me it really doesn't matter. But uh, some people have said about me, oh, you can only read comics in black and white. I'm like, yeah, it kind of stinks. It doesn't really matter. Like, if you, like I think Walking Dead is black and white, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Walking Dead. You'd Dead's be black okay and white. with that. Yeah, so that wouldn't be too bad. It's only the color comics you got to worry about. Spawn is pretty dark. It's not black and white, but it's pretty dark. That probably wouldn't be a problem either. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I'm kind of happy this would be a be a, a little like a bite. I've never actually I've never actually been on a Grolix bite before. This, yeah. this is a moment you can be proud of. <laughs> you're you're invading more of our little weird spinoff episodes. Yes, I, I I am. I've I've worked rather hard at that. It's only so, fair. It's only fair as often as both me and Jesse have have invaded your show. Yeah, but it's all right. Well, you, and you're you're actually pretty cool. What, what's really neat is listening to you on your show talk about it. You're like you're like I love going on Brandon's show, but I I really hate doing that because we completely take away from his format, which I don't really like to do that either because it alienates his core audience. I'm like, man, this guy is really taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think I worry about it a little bit more than you do. I don't mind derailing your show because it's fun, but I do feel bad. Like I don't want to push your audience away or have them like every time they see, oh it's. Randy and Jesse from the Grolics have them be like, oh, those guys again. <laughs> but uh, plus, I do like talking the tech headlines, so that's that's not bad. Yeah, we're going to have you on again, do tech headlines again. You actually had a good time with that the last time. I think that's why that episode went so long. That was It's got to be one of your longest episodes, yeah? That was a Grolics. I call it a Grolics-length episode. Yeah, it it was. Uh, but And that was part of it is, yeah, I was I was into doing the headlines with you. It was It was a good time. Yeah, we can we can get you back in. You have a lot of good input on the on the tech headlines. It's actually nice to to not be the only one. You know, get somebody else's point of view on them for a change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only problem when you do a solo podcast. You only get one person's perspective. I mean, a lot of people like the solo shows, but um, it's nice to get somebody else's opinion because you know p- some people have different opinions. That's what makes the world go around. So yeah, yeah, sure. Um, let's see you. So, Let's, so let's talk about this patron thing we got going on now. And even though you're you're the host and you should be asking me the questions, I can ask you the questions. You can, um, you can ask. Let's away. talk about this. Let's talk about this patron thing. Um, yeah. So we have a Patreon page uh, where you can support us. Brandon does as well. Yeah, I do. I have it for my books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have it for the podcast. To me, I hate to say, and I'm not, I hate to say, I hate to use a term, but I don't care. To me, the po- I don't want to say it's a throwaway, but that's the only word I can really think of to use. You know, to me, the pod, if the podcast doesn't make a penny, it doesn't bother me. I talk about my books on it. I talk about my writing and stuff like that on the show. And, and I think to me, it's more, I don't want to say an advertising tool, but to me, it's more about my audience kind of, you know, as long as my, my, my audience said many times, Hey, I love the show. I bought the book. Uh, to support you, I bought the book. So to me, that's that's really what my show is more about. But I guess your show, it's a little bit different. So, yeah, I mean, like because because our show is well, our show is not the focus of the show, but that's like the main thing we do. We do other things on the website as well. You know, we'll post reviews and stuff. But obviously, the main driving force of the Grolix podcast is the Grolix podcast. Um, so, and it's something that Jesse and I had been kicking around for quite a long time, and we're like, well, we don't really have the following, and eventually we were just like, well, let's just put it up anyway, and and it'll give us, I guess the main, like, the main thing, and the thing that I'm most excited about is it'll give us a reason to work on some of the other Grolix-related projects that we haven't had time to, if we're like, well, 
we should do this. And if we have like supporters who are into the idea, that gives us more incentive to be like, yeah, let's let's actually channel the time to doing that. Um, like the commentaries well, I, and stuff like that. Well, I think it's important with your show to to realize you're only a monthly show, so you have to keep your audience engaged. You know, for the other twenty nine days of the month. Oh yeah, yeah. The monthly show, it's not. I mean, from a recording situation, it's about the only way we can do it, but it's not ideal um, because I think a sh- more shows that release episodes more frequently, yeah, they keep the audience more engaged. They can attract people more easily because they always have more new content. Um, it's a, That's a little trickier on a monthly show like ours, but that's also why I like doing things like this and, and Grolix Bites and and the interview episodes and stuff like that it's kind of because like i say we're a monthly show but we average two to sometimes three episodes a month so that's pretty good for a monthly show well you know it's also too you know you you guys have i know you guys are both creative guys and i think i think the patron page is going to allow you guys to really kind of dig a little more into that creativity and i think that's uh, really it, it's something that that you really can't do on a podcast because you guys are doing I mean, that Blue's Clues uh, YouTube video from Jesse, I've watched it three times, and it's freaking hilarious. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, He and he uploaded that on Listed on his YouTube, um, and he's like, so I'm going to put this up on Listed, but put it on Patreon so that they can enjoy it, and yeah, that that's great. I love that stuff, and Jesse's Jesse's pretty good about that. He's very clever. He comes up with, with very funny, like, video segments and stuff like that, um, and one of our Patreon goals, like at a certain level, we'll do more Grolix Cares videos, and me and him have talked a little bit about that, and I'm really hoping we can get to that because because I know he's going to come up with some great stuff, and there's going to be puppets, and, and I'm going to help out with the video video editing and stuff like that. So, yeah, that stuff is fun. What I think is interesting about your show and the dynamic, which is what I love, uh, you know, you're the one that really does does more of the behind the scenes stuff, the editing, the getting the show together. It seems like and stuff like that, running the polls, right this, right that. And then you have Jesse, that's like the comedy relief that kind of throws all the other, you know, all that other stuff into the show. And I, I think it's just a perfect dynamic between the two of you. You know, it's organic. You can't force that kind of relationship that you guys have on the show. Um, I, I would say, you know, you guys are, are a perfect combination, perfect team, you know, uh, definitely, you know, you can't ask for that kind of chemistry. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I would, yeah, actually I would agree too. Uh, it, it, it comes together very well and it's a good time. And so long as we're all having a good time, like that's the main thing. It's always, it's, yeah. it's, it is, and you know, it is a lot of work, as you know, putting on a podcast, it is a lot of work but it's still consistently fun. Like the parts that I dislike the most, like editing, it's real tedious, but it's worth doing because everything else is, is fun. Now I, I do want to point out one thing. Okay. Now we did. Now I just want to point out about, I'm not trying to toot my own horn about my show, but I do want to point out, I got a tattoo for the sake of my show live on my podcast. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. On your, on the uh, convention episode. Yes, I did. I got I got a microphone tattooed on my arm for my show. Now, if you don't call that a diehard podcaster, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, if you get a Grolix tattoo, I'll be impressed. That will not be happening. <laughs> Why not? 
Hey, listen, man, I, I'm not. I'm not even part of the cast. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. I don't blame you. I wouldn't get one. So. No, but that that was actually. I got to tell you, that was a. I think I, I think I, I think I proved to everybody on the e, on the Electronic Media Collective podcast network how much I'm into podcasting. I got a microphone tattooed on me live on the air. You should, uh, you should post a picture of the tat. It's in my show notes for that episode. But oh, yeah, is it? I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I got it live on the air. That that is true diehard uh, uh po- podcasting fan right there. Let's see. I'm gonna the technology geek. I'm gonna find that picture and since. I know we're pretty much just putting through audio on the Facebook page. I could switch over to like a str- screen capture real quick and put that I'm up. trying not to bring it up because I don't want to loop the audio on you. So I'm not, tr- I'm not bringing it up on my end, but you can throw it up if you want. Okay, let's see. There's the, it- I got to figure out another word. Throw it up. There, we got to figure out another term for when we put pictures on the on Facebook. Yeah, that throw, word throw it up. Throw it up. Throw it up. Just is not appropriate let's language. See. Groove, Google I.O. There we go. Okay. All right. And as we sit here and listen to Dead Air, which is great for our audience, by the way. <laughs> yeah, give the me millions. Just, that's all right. Give me just a, just a second. Let's see. Well, this, this is an award-winning show, you know. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to transcend the audio since we're streaming video and bring in a little bit of a video component here. Um Display capture. Do I have anything? Let's with- troubleshoot. Let's troubleshoot this right in the air. Why not? This is great. This is quality entertainment right here. Here we go. All right. That should be showing up now. And I've just got it pulled up from your website there. Your microphone tattoo. That's right. I got it tattooed live on the air. So, yeah, that was a good time, man. You guys got to start doing some stuff out and about. Well, I mean, as we speak... um, now he's not doing it strictly for Grolic's purposes, but as we speak, Jesse is at the the O Comic Convention right now. He's been there all weekend, but Jesse hits a lot of conventions, but he tables with Axton. Um, they do their 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 web comic and art things. Um, and he also he oh today he was saying he got on a on a panel about podcasting, so I'm sure he'll have lots of stories to talk about. Next yeah, well, thing. On. Well, the thing is, too, I do a lot of different stuff with uh, my book, with the book signings and stuff like that, and uh, you know that that's always a lot of fun. I enjoy that the the book signing stuff. So I get where he's coming from. Uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun to go to these things and and to meet with people, and you know to get them to buy your stuff. I know how he feels because every time somebody buys a book from me, I'm like extremely touched, and you know I know so I know how he feels when he goes and sells his art and stuff like that. It, it really is a personal connection. You just can't get doing a podcast yeah um so so when, when are you doing a, a, a book or, or something like that or or, or drawing when, when are you getting into this because jesse and i are carrying all the heavy load here for this <laughs> well i've I'm, I'm tackling generally i tackle a different medium i do like the music stuff and actually on the patreon page that's one of the things i posted um a musical track and i was like how can i tie music because that's you know that's one of the things I make music and stuff. How can I tie this into comics? So at a certain tier, you can listen to amongst other things. You you can listen and download um, these tracks I put up there, and it's uh, I did a chip tune song inspired by some of the classic X Men I was reading at the time. It's called Welcome to Murder World. Um, so I figure every month I'll put up I'll put up another track or two um, in 
inspired by comic book stuff. And then once in a while, and this is something I just do on my own to amuse myself, when I'm editing podcast episodes, somebody will say, like, they'll make a funny sound or they'll say something kind of funny. They'll be like, um, 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 and it'll, like, catch my ear. So I'll snip out part of their dialogue and then turn that into a song. <laughs> and I usually don't upload that anywhere because I just do it for me. So in the future, I'm going to upload stuff like that. Um, like at one See, that, point, that could have been the opening to a Grolix episode just there. In the future, I'm going to. That would have been a perfect opening for Grolix right there. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> you just promote the Patreon in the future predictions every time. In the future, if you give us five bucks a month. <laughs> but that would be. That would feel shameless. Um, well, I have to tell you, I give you a lot of credit because you really inspired me. I've been doing this patron thing with my books uh, for quite a while and haven't really had much success with it. And you were telling me you, I got to post stuff exclusively on the patron and all that kind of stuff. And you're, you're right about it. Um, I haven't really done as much with it as I should or as I can. And I problem is, you know, when, when you're writing books, you know, you, you don't, you're thinking about your next book. You're not thinking of that, that eight or nine months in between that the people already mm-hmm. read it and now they're waiting for the next book. So I, I've been writing some short stories and stuff that I want to start throwing up on the patron, on my patron to try to, and you kind of gave me this idea a couple of days ago when we were chatting online, um, about things I could try, things I can do and stuff like that. I mean, yes, I had the podcast, which is where I connect with a big chunk of my audience. Um, and a lot of my audience said, Hey, I bought the book to support you because I don't do any ads or anything like that on, on the podcast. But, um, you know, I've been thinking about stuff I can throw up on mine and, and kudos to you, man, for giving me some ideas because I really was kind of stuck there for a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up actually, because yeah, you had asked about, you asked if we thought like it would be a good idea to do for you to do like Patreon exclusive podcast episodes or something or like bonus episodes. And I didn't really get to that question. I kind of sidetracked myself, but I do think that's a good idea. Anything that like supports or anything that. I guess promotes the Patreon or gives people an incentive to go over there and check it out is a good thing. But my other thing was like, because your, your page seemed very focused on like your writing and stuff. You mentioned podcasts too, but it seemed very focused on writing. So I was like, even the, like the reviews you put on your website, um, maybe try posting those for, you know, publicly on there, you know, for free so that when people go to it, they can like get an idea, see see some of the stuff you've done, and kind of get an idea, and and also anything that like makes people want to go there and be like, hey, is there anything new up here? Even if they're not a patron or a, a patron, um, it seems like a good idea. Well, you know, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, I, I've been I haven't had much luck with it, and then you kind of started throwing me some ideas at me and something. Like I said, I, I don't get me wrong, I love podcasting, I love my show. Um, you know, I have a great time with it. But for me, you know, as long as, you know, the people that listen buy my book and stuff, like that, and I'm okay with that the way they're supporting the show, but I would like to do some more stuff with the Patreon. And you gave me a lot of good ideas, so I do appreciate that. Um, and, you know, of course, take that for what it, what it is. Like, we just launched ours, and we, we have we have no, no patrons right now, so it's not like I'm speaking from experience. I'm just, like, thinking. Like, I uh, – and I kind of tried to do this when we were setting up ours approaching it from like if i was a fan of 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 your writing or if i was a fan of grolic's podcast what would i want to see when i went there like what would what would interest me and what kind of content like if i was going to throw somebody some uh, some some money what kind of content would i like out of to get out of it and then you also have to think of like what's realistic for you to accomplish because and and jesse jesse pushed this pushed this point at me 
um like it needs to the patreon stuff it need like we need to be able to uh put stuff up there that people are going to want but not over exert ourselves not not well, promise well, a right, bunch of stuff you, that makes it like tedious or anything well you don't want to be in a situation where you're you're putting so much stuff up there then when podcast time comes like oh we have nothing to talk about yeah it's like i'm worn out <laughs> forget this show um you know kind of the kickstarter thing where where like it seems like a lot there's a lot of kickstarters that overpromise on the rewards which i understand because that's what draws people to certain kickstarter projects and stuff but like and then they spend a lot of their time and money just fulfilling the rewards and the the core project project gets kind of neglected or gets distracted from so yeah exactly it's important not to not to let the main reason you're doing this suffer well the, the other thing is too to, is to realize too you know it's one of the things I, I do I would like to point out is like your show or my show we're we're support we're, you know I don't want to say we're supported but I mean like like our like for me like I said it's mostly about you know selling my books and and getting to interact with people that are fans of my writing and I'm okay with that I like tech I like talking about tech I like blogging about tech so for me it's more or less connecting and for you guys is the same thing but um you know I I would hope that people are more enticed to support your patron or my patron because our shows have no ads during them. You know, you get some of these podcasts where you can spend, you know, 20 minutes of the podcast just listening to, to ads. Oh, I know. And like with us, the only occasional will occasionally we will run promos for other podcasts that are on our network. But that's like I figure that's I mean, we don't get paid for that. That's like shouting out friends, basically. But there are some shows that I enjoy a lot where it's like particularly the, the fictional ones, like the the popular um fictional podcasts sometimes those episodes will be 20 to 30 minutes long and there will be like six ads six to eight ads throughout the thing and it's like there's a good 20 percent 25 percent of this listening is just ads and that bugs me and i understand it's particularly a big podcast something with production costs like they need to kind of recruit recoup somehow but yeah, the ads seem a little heavy sometimes. Well, when you look at any of those podcasts, and I'm not saying anything bad about podcasting, Podcast One or anything like that, but when you listen to any of those Podcast One shows, I mean, you probably had the first 10 minutes of the podcast is all read ads. And, like, you, I mean, like, I've actually gotten to the point where I download it and then just hit the fast-forward button 10 minutes mm -hmm. because it's just, it's so bad. But, I mean, it's nothing you can do about it. I mean, they have to, like you said, there's production costs involved. In that. And you remember, too, people that are doing those kind of podcasts are big-name people. So, they're, I'm sure they're getting paychecks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's people that are, that becomes their job. They've got to make money or else it's not a job. It's a hobby and, you know, it takes time and they've got to, they've got to do other things. But, yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, and honestly, like, like even our Patreon it's something we de we had debated on for a while, and then like ultimately we were, I I was like, yeah, we should do this after we talked to um uh Pete Mitchell on a recent interview episode, and he was telling Jesse, oh, you should just you know just do it, and that kind of got me thinking. I was like, you know, he's right. There's no reason not to, but also there's a little part of it. It's like I pay for hosting now before I wasn't, and. Our episodes, even though we were monthly, our episodes are so long, I had to bump up our hosting tier. So I'm paying more for hosting than I expected. So it's like, well, we're actively putting money into this. So if we get any support, that'll just make the whole process smoother. 
So yeah, there's... see, I, I always had um I always had a hosting bill because I always had the podcast hosting. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I went as cheap as possible because there's always going to be some type of expenses, all the equipment and you know microphones and all that, and then and then tracking with us tracking down um the poll list picks every month. So there's always been ex- some expenses, but for the most part, in terms of hosting, I tried to keep it as cheap as possible. But and so I was using archive, archive.org, which worked great for like years. But then I think it also to tie it back into that Pete Mitchell interview episode, Pete Mitchell has, has more of a fan base than, than, than we do, obviously. And so I think that that episode brought more listeners. And I think we kind of like, I think archive choked our bandwidth a bit because that episode was unavailable for several days. And I was like, we can't, as a podcast, if you're going to have a higher, a higher profile um, uh, guest or something that's going to bring you that audience. Like you can't, you can't have that like uh what's bottlenecked, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I know just to, like, we've been using, um, and you remember when we switched over to uh, Podbean because ours was choking pretty bad because mm-hmm. uh, we were hosting our own uh, through our, our WordPress page. And now we've gone to this. I mean, just to give you a rough idea, uh, over the last six over the last six months, we've had fourteen. Almost, we're going on. We have we're almost at fourteen thousand downloads. I mean, my WordPress page just could not support that. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you were using before? Like just um, like a basically your web hosting? Yeah, I was just using WordPress. I just dump it into the uploads folder and just copy a link to it into mm-hmm. WordPress, and that's the way I was doing it. But that just wasn't. I mean, it was getting choked. Like you said, I was just choking, especially once the, once the show posts and after everybody, I guess, downloads it, we're, ooh, what was that? that was- oh, was that loud? I heard the, I heard the cat a minute ago too. Oh, um, oh yeah. But, a, uh, we, we, it's a live the, show. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we, what happened was we were, um, you know, we were choking, especially once, especially once the, once, once the show, the new, once the new show gets up, I always see a big spike. Because I guess everybody downloads it and stuff like that. Um, that was really the choke. So that's why we went to Podbean. You liked it because it was easier for you to get our episodes up there. Uh huh. Yeah, I like and yeah, exactly. And Podbean has a nice embeddable player, so I like that that I can use on the uh, the podcast, the Electronic Media Collective podcast website. Um, who are you? So you're with Podbean now. We've been with them uh, almost a year, and like I said, I've just ran the numbers, and like within the last six months, we've done like done about fourteen thousand downloads. So we have unlimited bandwidth, so it's worth it for the, what's the ninety bucks a year we pay. Well, cool. We can get into some tech talk since we got. Since who, who are you using? Uh, we just switched over to Blueberry. Now I've had a lot of issues with after after I was like, okay, we got to get off of this archive. So initially, I. I looked around and I I'd heard some people like say, say like recommend not using SoundCloud but I was like you know the smod- SoundCloud's pricey. Well and the actually it wasn't too bad. I mean I guess it's about what I was paying now but but I was like the Smodco shows seem to be using SoundCloud some of the larger podcasts are using SoundCloud so I'll try it and I initially uploaded all of the EMG radios to it and the the nice thing about SoundCloud is unlimited uploads like you're not limited to like where we're at now we're limited to like a mega a certain megabytes per month uploads um See, pod beans pod beans unlimited unlimited uploads and unlimited streaming for i think it's like 90 bucks a year that's pretty good uh 
But SoundCloud, so I uploaded all the EMG radios. I updated all the EMG radio posts on the website, which updated it on iTunes. The day I finally updated everything so that all the iTunes and all the RSS feed links are to the SoundCloud files, SoundCloud's RSS feeds, all of them, including the ones that was fueling the EMG radio podcast, went down for like a day and a half, almost two days, and they just didn't seem to care. And I, I was like, are you the day I like updated everything? And that told me right there that SoundCloud, like either don't, doesn't really care about the podcasts or, or is not equipped to handle it. But that told me right there, SoundCloud's not the way to go. That's because with a podcast, like the RSS feed is the lifeblood of the podcast. Like that can't go down. If that goes down, everything goes offline. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly why we had a change because we are, we, we were just getting choked, mm-hmm. especially when we had pretty popular people on, we would just get killed. So now we're with, um, so I took, I took EMG radio off of SoundCloud that went back to its old hosting, um, which is okay. That show's ending soon anyway. Uh, why? I, I just, I'm not motivated to do it. Like I've just. <laughs> You know, I've got a lot of other things to focus on, and especially now that the podcast network is, like, really kind of an overtime. Like, we post, what, we have, like, 12, I want to say 12 active shows, and so any given week, there's, like, eight to nine new episodes to post. Do you remember when it just used to be me and you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For a long time. And then as soon as we started, and then Fatboy and Captain Llama come on, and it it was our three shows for a long time. And then as soon as we started getting, yeah, it's grown like over the last two months, if that, it's like quadrupled. Um, <laughs> well, so, EMG radio is tough to do too because it, it it's really str- you've been struggling to get music for years from people. Well, yeah, and you, there's several things. One thing is like, yeah, I got to the point where I hate asking for music because it feels like I'm begging, and you know we don't make any money off the show, so it's not like I was really benefiting from from people's music it's more kind of a promotional thing and then it also give me content for you know to play during the show but even if it's not viewed as me begging for it i i felt like i was so i didn't really like doing that um and then i also don't like hosting by myself and and frankly like i don't have anything to say about music any like i just don't have anything to say i enjoy music i enjoy making music but i'm not in it into it enough to justify having a solo podcast where I talk about music. It just doesn't make sense anymore. So, so yeah, so that'll be ending. I'll be recording the final episode one of these days because I want to put a definitive cap on it. I don't want it just to pod fade like it has. Um, but yeah. So, so, so since I, by the way, since I, I gave out those, those podcasting numbers, um, yeah, I, 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 by the way, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to give out podcasting numbers, but I just did, by the way, by accident. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. What are you going to do? I know you finally have some numbers now. I know you haven't given them out yet. I'm not saying you have to, but I know you finally got some numbers. And I give you a lot of credit for doing a podcast all those years without numbers because I would not be doing a show unless I knew there's somebody listening. Oh, man, it's rough. And, like, the feed burner numbers are not accurate. Um before, I mean, the little bit of numbers I had to go on were feed burner, which didn't seem accurate or that in depth. And, uh, and so it's nice to have more accurate numbers. Um, it definitely makes me wish like, 
I wish I wish it was retroactive that I could look back and see how many I've had total because I have no idea. But uh yeah, so since so we're hosting with Blueberry now and it's nice to have, you know, we've I want to say episode 30 was just our second regular episode that we've that we've post that we've uh released since switching over to Blueberry. Um so it's nice to have like an accurate number set of numbers to look at from the beginning. And then also you get the little chart so you can see it's like, okay, well, the day the episode released, the download numbers were up here and you can see the slow slope, which is inevitable with all podcasts, you know, once it releases like a little less, a little less, a little less, you know, it's just the, the trail off. So it's just nice to have an idea of like how long that lasts. Um, yeah. When I should. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I don't like about Podbean is they show you this last six months download. Like if you go, if you go there, it shows you how many people have downloaded you in the last six months. That's the only thing I don't like about it because I mean, not that you should be lying anyway, but like, you know, you can't bump the numbers, you know, <laughs> you can't, they're right there. You know, you want to have, yeah, well, it becomes like a, you want to have control over the image that you put off. Yeah. yeah I understand that. I mean, I don't know. I think 14,000 downloads in six months is pretty decent, but, um, I have no idea. I have no basis. Uh, in six months, I'll have an idea, but uh, <laughs> I have no basis for reference. Um, and I don't give out specifics because I well, know I don't have a choice. I, it's it's right on my the site. So yeah, I mean, if I had to deal with that, it'd be all right. But I know our numbers are not amazing, so I don't give specifics. You're the but... flagship show for the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Well, I don't know if that's true anymore. Like, we're like the first show or the first, well, maybe EMG Radio could be considered the first show, but I, I think it was after I started Grawlix that I was like, yeah, I should put this on one website somewhere. Um, but it becomes more apparent, and I've talked to other podcasts on the network that release uh, less frequently than weekly. Now that we have those other shows on there and I can see kind of some of the uh, the numbers that of the website visits, it's definitely apparent that the weekly shows just get better numbers because they have more consistent new content for people to see. And as a monthly show or even the, the, uh, twice, twice monthly shows, like it's, it's not that it's like a competition, but in terms of those numbers, it's definitely harder to compete with the weekly shows and running the podcast network. I kind of get a, I get a better idea of that now because I can see the do numbers. We, do we have a more popular show? I mean, I'm not, not that I'm, I want to, you know, most last one show of the others, but is is there? Do we have one show that we can consider a flagship product? Um, not really. I mean, ev all the shows do pretty well, and it's like I don't know. You know, I'm not saying you have to give out numbers. I'm not trying to put you in a tough spot live on the air here. But um, I'm curious if there's one show that specifically like stood out. Like you could say, "Whoa!" You know, over everybody else. You know, no. It, for the most part, the whole website like seems somewhat consistent there are definitely certain shows or certain episodes that might get a little bit more traffic and stuff and a lot of that i think has to do with with promotion like um like the mockers they have the mockers podcast they have a a, a fairly new show compared to a lot of the other shows on the network they're only on episode seven maybe but um they promote like crazy so they get good traffic but if you check out their if you follow them on twitter they promote a lot and they also promote a lot of other people's shows. So they're really good at networking and promotion. So what I found is the shows that bring in more, more hits that way are the shows that, or, or like 1980s movie graveyard, they promote a lot too. Um, the shows that promote consistently bring in 
a lot of visitors. But um, but yeah, there's there's not. But you you're going off your your website numbers too. You don't know what their RSS feed is. I mean, you can see what mine is obviously because it's it's up there. Oh yeah, but... no, this is this is completely based on just what's coming to the electronicmediacollective.com website. Like, because you don't actually know what's on there. Yeah, you know, what what they have going on on their no, their end. So no, exactly. Well, and you know we've got shows like I said, the Mockers podcast. They do pretty good numbers on our website. I have no idea what they're doing on their end total, but they've had they're they're a fairly new show. But then you've got like um like the movie Madhouse the movie Madhouse podcast, and they're at like episode one hundred and eighty something. So I imagine they've got a good following. Um, but yeah, I the only thing I have to look at are who like the numbers of the people that are hitting our website. I have no idea the actual size of the, the show's followings. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, it is what it is. And again, nobody's making money on this. Nobody's getting rich on this. We're just all a bunch of guys having fun with a microphone and some equipment. So, you know, it's not like anybody's getting rich on it. Well, I certainly am not. Well, and, and, and the, podcast, what will happen? the podcast network, like there's no, like there's no gain there. Like there's no money to be made there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are you chuckling over there? Well, yeah, because there isn't. Well, and part of it is like, I enjoy doing that, but also, you know, who, who said it? Somebody had mentioned, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. So like, I guess there is gain to be had there because if you're on the network and say, you've got these other shows that are bringing listeners to the network, um, that's good for everybody on the network. So that's really the only way it's the only the only gain is is everybody on the network potentially you know it's it's opening an the an audience or a potential audience which is a lot like what we used to do with um what i used to do with the electronic media or musicians group um it's the same kind of, kind of principle well what here's what i think is interesting and not that i like again i not that i want to get into numbers cuz i'm not you know but what i think is interesting is like when i do the survivalist the survivalists audience that i have tends to be a lot more engaging but i don't get nearly as many downloads as i do as the as the technology oh interesting if you kind of get where i'm going with that yeah um the 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 survivalist audience that i have for that show they're very engaging i mean if you look at our, our I, we have like 45 or 50 last time i checked it was 45 i think i think a couple of people did some the other day because i got a couple of messages that people said oh i'm going to do it so we may be a little more than that but a lot. Of, I get a lot of reviews on that show. I get a lot of emails back in that show. A lot of feedback and stuff like that. But I don't get as many downloads as I really, as I really would expect for the amount of engagement I get in it. However, the technology geek though gets a ton of downloads mm -hmm. um, compared to that. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like what what one episode got? Just what probably last night's episode downloads have gotten already is probably what the survivalist does. You know, for a full week. So I mean, you know, so I definitely, you know, there's definitely a huger audience for the T, for TTG. Than this for survivalist, but the survivalist audience tends to be more engaged in what I'm talking about because they tend to get a lot of emails, a lot of social media tweets, a lot of people interacting with me more than I do the technology geek, a lot more by by far, by like 100 percent more. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, a more engaged niche, I guess. I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, that's, that's what it seems like to me. It seems like, 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 I'll, like, if I'll post a show, I'll get a bunch of tweets back. Hey, I love the show. Uh, show was great. Hey, reviewed the show. Uh, really great show. Hey, can you talk about this? Or, you know, can I be a guest on the show? So I get a lot of that. Um, I don't get as much of that with the technology geek. I get some, 
but not but like by but it hands down the survivalist has a much more engaged much more um the niche i guess it's in people are more engaged people want to talk more people want to hear more um and I think that might be too because there's less survivalist podcasts out there than our tech podcasts. I think that might be another part of it too. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, sure. No, yeah. Which is good. I mean, the overall audience might be smaller, but yeah, if you can, if you can, it's almost better to have a more engaged or a more engaging audience than like a massive audience. Well, and I think that's what it is. You know, it's it's quality versus quantity. And I hate to, I hate to say that because I don't want. I love the TTG audience. Don't get me wrong. You tech geek listeners are low quality. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, it tends to be it tends to be. You know, I tend to have a huge audience for TTG as the numbers show, um, which I'm okay with. I love my TTG audience. You know, they're the best audience in the world to me. But the, you know, the survivalist audience tends to be the ones that are going to talk to me and are going to tell me what they want to hear. And, you know, they seem to be the ones that, that come back with suggestions or, or they listen to a show and say, Hey, we, you know, you had a great idea for this, but do you know, you can also do this. You know, they tend to be the more engaging of the two audiences. Um, I think it may be too. Tech people are more generally less social. Then survivalist people tend to be survivalist people tend to be more into politics and to be a little more vocal where tech people tend to be a little more too held to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it could be the, the different, the genre it is, but, and it's a, Hey, each audience is great in its own way. I love both audiences. Wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I love my TTG audience. They've went me since day one, but I love my survivalist audience too, because they engage with me. So, uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit weird. I thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. Um, Totally switching gears. Have you? Did you glaze over? Is that what your eyes just glazed over? <laughs> no, I was just trying to. I I wasn't. I I don't have. I don't know where to take the conversation. So I was just redirecting. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I just I wasn't sure where to take the conversation. So I was just going to redirect. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> I have no idea where to go. So I'm just going to change the topic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, hosting. Uh. uh have you have you seen Batman v Superman? I have seen Batman versus Superman. Now, are we did, really are we really going to go here? No, I was just wondering. Have you seen the Ultimate Edition yet? I have not. It's it's on. Waiting for it to go on. The movie was so bad that I'm waiting for it to go on like cheap price. Okay, okay. I buy it. Interesting. I wasn't sure your opinion on the movie in general. I don't recall if we talked it, about it. It was so slow. I mean, I actually almost fell asleep in the movie theater. So, um, so uh, you're not that interested in a cut that's a half hour longer? Well, no, I do. <laughs> do I, and I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, okay? And this is kind of annoying me a little bit because you guys, and I'm not, I'm not annoyed with you, I just wanted to point this out. You guys kind of bashed the, the extended version of, of X-Men, um, Days of Future Past. You're like, oh, it was an extra, the rogue part didn't make any sense, and da 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 da. I actually thought it made a lot more sense because I was wondering what the hell happened to Bobby. See, they never explained it. That's what I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember how they and and I didn't dislike the rogue cut, but I kind of understand. Oh, I, I, hold I on one second. okay. Pausing or holding technical difficulties. So while Brandon's taking care of business or whatever he's doing, uh, let me pull up a note here real quick. Reiterate something, but I got to find my notes. You'll see why, listener. This is great for entertainment purposes. Let me pull up a note and let me let you sit on dead air. Here we go. 
Well, I was trying to kill the dead air, but I needed my note here. So, listener, since we're sitting here awkwardly, uh, I wanted to let you know, I wanted to reiterate something we mentioned last episode is you can leave a voice message. And in fact, we have a voice message waiting for next episode, don't we? <clears throat> yep, we do. So if you call uh, 559-426-6427 or 559-4-COMICS. Comic. Yep. Um, you can leave a voice message, uh, either like chime in on what we're going to be talking about next episode or what we talked about last episode or just some feedback and we'll play it on the show. We're looking forward to, uh, engaging, engaging with, with the audience, <laughs> engaging with the audience. I felt very, very, uh, mechanical, but you know, looking forward to, cause one thing about the Grolix podcast is like, we always liked the idea of 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 getting listener input and getting interaction and if you think about like the poll list that's what that's all about it's every like the the central segment of every main episode is we read and discuss the poll list which is a book suggested by listeners and stuff like that so we want to hear also what you think about these poll list books and whatever else so call us and leave a voice message See, this would have been a good segue for that spot where you didn't know what to talk about, and you're like, I'm just going to change subjects. See, that would have been a good segue right there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If you want to chime in about how we can improve our segues. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, I do want to get back to this whole thing because I've been meaning to address this publicly with you guys about this whole situation, about talking. You guys were bashing the extended cut of, of X-Men Days of Future Past being like, ah, oh, it didn't even, it just didn't make any sense. Like that section to me cleared up a whole thing in the movie that I did, that I was asking questions when I left the movie theater. See, did it seem like, like we were bashing it? I didn't. Oh. It, it was, you guys were bashing it. Okay. Well, I, you, you, you guys like, it didn't make any sense. It didn't need to be there. That was my, that's my Jesse impersonation. He's not here to defend himself so we can pick on him. Um, <laughs> I mean, if that's how it seemed, that's fair. I didn't. I didn't feel we were bashing it. We were just, you know, talking like we do. But I couldn't remember. I, I, I couldn't remember how the theatrical. Cu- That's one of the things I was like. I can't remember how they dealt with that in the theatrical cut. So apparently they didn't. Bobby just disappeared. Yeah, it, it, you never see Bobby ever again. Oh, that's... And, 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 and you never see Bob. Like literally, it's like it, it. It it didn't make any sense at all. Like all of a sudden, it's like okay, well they're outside fighting. Well, where's Bobby? Like, like it just didn't make any sense. Like it, it just left up. And then like when you watch the extended cut with Rogue, and it's like, oh, there we go. That's what happened to Bobby. Well, see, like, you know, it, to me, it cleared up a lot of things that I was wondering about. And then two, we found out what happens in a mansion, which I kept saying to myself, where did the mansion go? Why are they living in the? You know, it, it cleared up a lot of things for me. But you guys were like, no, 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 it was terrible. I don't recall saying it was terrible. I just, I, my opinion on it was. It felt unnecessary, and I understood why they cut it. Because it felt unnecessary. I didn't really like the idea that who they had Rogue there for what seemed like it was probably years doing whatever weird torture to her. Um, but I wasn't so much concerned about what happened in the mansion. It felt very much like a, a Terminator uh, post-apocalyptic type world. So I just assumed the mansion had been destroyed and they were all on the run. Um well, first of all, when, since when does Kitty Pride have the ability to send people back into the past? That's what I want to know. First of all, that made no sense whatsoever to begin with. Uh, well, in the comics, it's she's the one that gets she's the one that travels back in the past, I believe, not Wolverine. 
Yeah, but when does she have the power to send people back? It's it's when the screenwriter was like, how do we do this? What characters do we have established? Yes, or what Jensen. characters would we like to establish? Them K. Jensen is busy doing, you know, uh, Taken 7. We're going to go ahead and, oh, we're going to give the power to this person. Yeah, that's not... Jeez, Brandon, you're really bashing this movie. <laughs> well, I'm not... What? I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> no, no, I, that's fair because it's it it's a weird decision. I agree, it's a weird decision. Um, it, the, the the overall movie I thought was great, but it was just as a comic book fan, you could pick any movie apart, obviously. Well, and that's what I was I, that's what I was gonna say. Like, if you separate it from the source material and just look at the movie, it's like, well, okay, they're mutants; they can have whatever weird powers the writers happen to give them. But coming from like knowing a little bit about the source material, it's definitely a weird decision to go that way. And it, it hurts it a little bit, but well, well, let, let's talk about sourcing too, because I because we've been talking about Arrow a lot, and I'm I don't want to totally derail our show because eventually we do got to wrap this up at some point. We can talk for hours, you and I know, as we we both know, we can sit here and talk for hours, which it'd be Grolix too, not a Grolix bite. <laughs> but um, so one of the Batman movies I was watching, because I wanted to take see this is I'm segueing, I'm taking it full circle again. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what we call on radio a callback. Um. What ha- what I'm ta- what happens is is you talk- you've been talking about source material and Arrow and stuff like that. We've been going on and on about this on my show for months. Uh, well, the recent Batman show I've watched, Son of Batman, uh, who was obviously in it, Slade Wilson. Mm-hmm. Now we all remember him. He was on Arrow, mm-hmm. but apparently he's also in he's he's a big Batman character, as we all know, because Arrow seems to borrow the, the bad guys from Batman. Yeah, and then they have him losing an eye because of Damien stabbing him in the eye. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of interesting. Have you, have you been talking about months about how Arrow, years about how Arrow always steals all the Batman bad guys? Uh, it was kind of neat to see Slade actually in a Batman movie finally. Oh yeah. Well, and they're gonna be. Let me do a little double checking on this. But um, let's see. He's Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Well, Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, obviously. No, yeah, I was just. And won't even he's... get into. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm finally starting to get over this whole Black Canary thing, so I don't want to talk about that. He's they're going to use Deathstroke in one of the live action DC movies. Um and there's rumor that that's kind of the reason he was written out of the Arrow series. Um is that they want to use him in the movies and they're like we don't want too many of these duplicate characters between the shows and the movies. That's well, he, that's talk rumor, about but talk about talk about um kind of weird. You know the I don't know you don't really watch Gotham, so um, but the one woman that plays the doctor on Gotham is going to be the Black Canary in the Justice League. Really? Yes. So that's kind of confusing. There's, there's, there's several other cases like that too, where um, an actor playing this character is going to bounce over and play this other character, kind of almost in the same universe, but. But well, they, we had a Black Canary. She was great. Well, <laughs> and now she's gone. Well, look at look at Brandon Ralph. Um, you know, he was Superman. And now he's uh, the Adam. Well, yeah, good point there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point about that. Or if you want to hop over to hop over to Marvel side, what's his name was was he the Human Torch? In yes, the Fantastic yeah. Four movies. And yeah, they, now he's now he's Captain America. They're doing that kind of stuff all the time. It's kind of amusing. But they picked a different Black Canary for the for the Justice League series, and I, I thought that was a shame. Yeah, I didn't even know she was going to be in that. Yes. Yes, he is, but it's not going to be. Yeah. Have you been reading? You've been mentioned. You mentioned um, 
you've been reading more comics. Have you read any of the recent Green Arrow stuff? No, I haven't been, and I probably should. Um, right now, I've been I've been really stuck on in in the Batman universe lately. Oh, I can't fault um, you. But, I can't fault you for that, man. That's a good place to be. Yeah, it is a good place to be. I've been I've been reading a lot of that. Um, that's been like my main reading stuff. Uh, just trying to catch up. I'm trying to catch up on Batman because that w- what's interesting is I'm reading a lot of the Nightwing stuff. I'm reading. I've, I've read all of the Nightwing stuff with the New Fifty Two, but I haven't read a lot. I haven't read a lot of the stuff post, you know, pre New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. So I've been reading some of that. It's neat to see um, the way they rebooted things. Like, oh well, oh okay, well she's doing this and this. Oh oh, that one's in there. Um, you know, you see, you know, back. Uh, you know, you see Batwoman because there's a Batgirl and a Batwoman. You see Batwoman show up quite a bit in 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 the older um, Nightwing stuff. But you don't see her show up too much in the New Fifty Two. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, seeing uh, you know Kyle, you know, seeing Drake again um, is a lot of fun. Seeing Jason Todd again is a lot of fun. And then you jump over to the New Fifty Two, and it's a whole different world with the different with the same characters. Yeah, it really is. It's they're doing some strange stuff right now, but um. If you're reading Batman's, have you read much of the New Fifty Two Batman stuff? Uh, again, I've only I, I've read I read the stuff where Batman goes missing and and Nightwing takes over as as Batman for a while. Him and Damian, I've been reading up to that. Then I read where they find him and he comes back again and okay, all that. Okay. He's mad at he's mad at uh, Dick for taking over Bat- as Batman because when he left the recorded message, he told him I don't want you to be Batman. Nightwing is fine, and then he he was doing Nightwing, but people were afraid of him enough. He needed to be Batman because people were. It seems like when he's Bat when, when Batman's there, people are more afraid. And yeah, I've I've been reading. I've okay. been, I've been reading all that stuff. You're you're leading up to it. You're, yeah, that's not even to the new Fifty Two stuff yet, but you're leading up to it. That yeah. I, when 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 Dick Grayson was Batman, and you know, and then you've got Damian. That was kind of fun. I read through all, all the the Grant Morrison stuff, which handled a lot of that. Um, now, I'm not gonna lie; I'm not completely finished, so don't. Oh no, I won't. I won't. Spo- I won't spoil anything. But I enjoyed that dynamic, uh, particularly in Batman and Robin, because you've got you've got the role reversal. You've got a more lighthearted, fun Batman and a very moody, serious Robin, as opposed to pretty much the dynamic since the beginning where it, where it's flipped. Um, so yeah, that's that's a that's fun stuff right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm so uh, the stuff I'm reading that so I'm not into the new fifty two then, am I? Nope. Okay, so I'm still on the pre new fifty. I did buy some of the new fifty two Batman Nightwing stuff, uh, but I guess I haven't read it yet. I'm still leading up to it, so I guess I'm still in the old. I thought it was new fifty two, but I guess I'm wrong. So okay, so I'm sorry about that. So I have no, I'm, yeah, I'm still reading pre pre. I, I'm trying to catch up. You, the, the problem is you got to read this stuff in order. <laughs> well, you could <can> try. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff, but yeah, you're coming up to, yeah, yeah. You're coming up to, uh, to about that because that's yeah. shortly, shortly before they did the whole reboot thing. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I'm going to like the new 52 because there's no Nightwing in the new 52. No. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is. Cause I was under the assumption that they were, they were going to be taking Nightwing and making somebody else Nightwing. No, no. Nightwing's night. That, those were the rumors anyway. There's a Nightwing book that went all through, all through the new 52 and then, at a certain point, they're Dick Grayson's not Nightwing for a little bit. It's not like there's another Nightwing. He's just doing this other thing. And um but that wraps back around uh, more recently as well. But uh no, there's Nightwing through all through it. Yeah, cuz there there were talks about him not being Nightwing anymore. There were rumors about it. And I was like, "Oh, come on. No." <laughs> no, and See, that's cuz I think cuz I think if there's anybody that can take up 
Batman's mantle, it would be Dick Grayson. I don't think Damien is 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 mature enough yet. I don't think that uh, obviously uh, Jason Todd goes out to be the Red Hood, um, and obviously we all know what happened to Kyle to Drake. So uh, I think the only one that really could have could take up Batman's mantle would be Dick. Uh, what about um, oh his name is I know we got Audrey for but that was bad. what about Tim Drake. Well, I, I mean, I'm not, I, again, Tim Drake, I don't know, I just, I'm not, I don't think he's, I don't think he's tr- well trained enough to be, I th- to, to take up Batman. They fall, they fall back a lot on, Batman's plan is that Dick will eventually become Batman, even with Damien around. Now there's been, a, like, especially the Grant Morrison stuff has, has, has toyed with Damien becomes Batman in the future, but the, it, that's always a weird, dark future, and it's... The, who knows where that really fits First in. First of all, da- Damien's Robin costume is much cooler than Dick's was. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Oh, yeah. His current Robin costume is pretty awesome, too. It, I know, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I like it. But it fits him. It's a little bit more Batman than Robin. I mean, it's still a Robin costume, but it's more, you know, um, he's a bit more cloaked and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, overall, I think... Overall, like I said, I I actually do enjoy the Nightwing Batman dynamic. Uh, when they're together, it's a lot of fun. I do I think because I think they're the, together. I mean, I hate to say this, but we both know that that when Batman and Dick are together, when Bruce and Dick are together, they are they are the strongest duo together. Mm. Uh, as good as as good as um, you know Damian is, and as good as Dick w- or Jason was, or as good as. You know, when it comes down to it, Bruce and and Dick were always the strongest team together. That's my feeling, anyway. Sure, sure. Um, I suppose we could wrap this thing. We've been going for just over an hour. Yeah, we could. Well, is that still a bite then, or is it considered a? No, it's still. Be a, a, it's it's a little on the longer side, but it'll still be a bite. Ooh, I'm actually. I can actually say I'm officially on a Grolix bite now. Yep, yep. I've done. I've done it all. See, what's today? Sunday. Um, I'll, I'll probably throw this up on the podcast feed tomorrow. Then you gonna edit it? Uh, I dropped the H. I dropped an H bomb. Oh, did you? Oh, I that's an H bomb. Mm, that's not too bad. I might go. I might go tighten up some of the the quiet spots, like the. Uh, <laughs> those were not. Those were not my fault. But for the most part, no. Nah, this is live. I'll let this go for the most part as is. Okay. Yeah. It's, as long as I I didn't want to. I know you guys try to keep a very clean show, and I. I know I dropped a little H bomb in there, so well, that's all right. It, it could be worse. You could have dropped the S bomb like I did yesterday. <laughs> hey, I, I would. I want. I want to spend the twenty dollars on the patron just to hear a Melanie live. <laughs> well, that's really where the money. That's yeah. That's the selling point right there. Here are the things that Melanie says that we can't. We can't put on the show. <laughs> She had, so, she walked by and smiled. So I, I do want to point out one thing. Do you, now if anybody now he do, they do has a couple of different price points, but the twenty dollar price point on the Grolix Patreon will get you the free live show every month. Okay, and that's worth the twenty dollar value right there. That's the big thing because that's the thing. When I was like, well, what should be the most expensive thing? And I was like, well, what is the most like potentially that? I mean, that is literally like as. That is behind the curtains. That is opening the curtains. The windows have no curtains at all. That you could just, that's a pure look into like the behind the scenes. Like it doesn't get much more, much more exposed than that. 
<laughs> now, and you also too have a couple other big price, but before we wrap this up, you also have a couple other price points as well. Uh, you have the the five dollar and the ten dollar, right? Yeah, let me let me uh let me pull this up so I can be specific. I'm glad you. You know, we're this doing up. a we're doing a Grolic bite here to try to promote your show. This should be you doing this, not me. <laughs> I'm, um, I but... was I'm a little surprised <laughs> you were pushing it. I like I'm not going to stop you though. I like it. So yeah, Patreon. It's P A T R E O N. Patreon dot com slash Grolic's podcast. Um, you can support us, and the rewards tiers are as follows. So basically, it's a reoccurring monthly thing. Um. And there's different tiers you can opt for, and you get different things. Uh, you can give just a dollar a month if you want, and and feel good about yourself, and we'll be happy about it, and we'll 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 send you a thank you. Um, at five, here's where the stuff gets really good, and this I think is the best tier. At five dollars, you get all the pizza, you get the pre-show recordings, and those are awesome. Those we hit record ten to twenty minutes before we actually start the show. And that's what you get. And those are awesome. You get the podcast as soon as I've edited it. Edited it. Uh, so, like, as soon as it's ready to go, you get it early. You don't have to wait till the first Monday of the month. What? That's blasphemy. I know. It's crazy. You could get it up to a week early. Most likely, it'll be maybe a day or two. But you get it early either way. Uh, at $10 is the puppet enthusiast tier. And we call it that because you get to pull the strings. Uh, each I month, love that. <laughs> yeah, each, each month we'll run like a poll or something in the Patreon that you can, you can suggest topics and we'll discuss it on the next episode. Um, and then also when we have interview episodes coming up, uh, we'll, we'll, you can, you can suggest questions and we'll ask questions for the guests based on what you guys, you know, what the, what our puppet enthusiasts want us to ask. So that's very that much. That's actually pretty cool, man, because like I said, I, I said it on my last episode. I, You guys a lot of times will say, you know, you read whatever's on the poll list. I don't know if I could do that. It's It gets tricky. So far we've been, we've even that Star Wars thing, as hard on it as I was, like there was, there it was an easy read. The art was fantastic. It's, we've, we've been lucky, I think, in that everything we've read has been pretty enjoyable. There's been a few things that have been really hard to find or are really dense and hard to get through, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. It exposes us to it exposes me to stuff I would have never read. So that's pretty cool. And now we have your top tier, the one that is worth every penny of the $20. Oh, we got two more tiers. Oh, I'm we got sorry. Two more. We got the $15 tier, which is the cat dancing tier. And <laughs> on this, you get Jesse's answer the <laughs> You like it cat dancing? Like Je- it sounds like something Jesse would come up with. If you want to know about cat dancing, okay, you should read your Crow comic you got and then listen to the episode called Cat Dancing in which we discuss the crow, and that's where cat dancing comes from. Uh, that's one of my favorite inside jokes. It's a lot of fun. So in that, um, you get – it's basically a, another kind of another podcast bit. Jesse – participates in these other podcasts where he'll send in like answers to their question. They have like an answer of the week segment and his answers are hilarious. So he'll collect those together, kind of give you an intro, like a lead up to what they are. And it's basically more audio, more audio podcast content you get to listen to. And then also it's the cat dancing tier where you can listen to that comic book related music, quote unquote, that I mentioned um, that I post on there. So cool, cool music you can download and listen to. And then, oh, it's the $25 tier. 
is da, this, da, da, da. this is Spider Buggy Bonsai. Uh, and that's where you can listen to to the live stream as we record the episode. And you get everything else. Huh? So you get you get that and everything else, correct? Yeah, at every tier you get you get everything that's on the tiers below it. So yeah, so that is the the full package, whole kit and caboodle with the dancing cat. Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, at the Spider Buggy Bonsai tier, you get the live listen, you get the music, and the Jesse's answer of the week segments. Uh, you can suggest the t- uh, Patreon topics and questions. You get the ex- the pre show recordings and the early podcast access and all that. And then that helps us out. And then we've got a whole bunch of goals and different stuff. We'll re- record commentary tracks um, at a certain goal. If we're making a certain amount per month, we'll do a, a special like annual episode. You know, comics like the annual issue. We'll do a full-length episode, a bonus episode every year, and on and on. A video game YouTube series based on like comic book video games. Just all kinds of stuff. And and eventually, at some point, I want to let you know, I have made it a goal to put WCW comics up on the Grolix poll list. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't popped up yet. That would be some hard material to find, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, why I haven't put it up there. I was going to do it just as a joke, but I'm like, that would be really hard to find to read. <laughs> Obviously, listeners can suggest anything they want, but yeah, we've been fortunate in that we've been able to find everything. But of course, if we can't find something, it won't happen. Luckily, in the like 30 episodes, the two two and a half years we've been doing this, we haven't had that issue, but it's a possibility. If you put something up that's super rare, we might not be able to get it. So, well, I know you want to wrap this up. So, how, how is our how is our live testing going before we wrap it up? I think it good. Going, it's going well. I think good. I mean, I'll have to listen back to the audio on the video, but your audio sounds good to me. This this we're using Discord, which is like a gamer voice chat thing. But I figured I'd try it out. Um, your audio sounds pretty good to me through that. So I'm curious to hear how it comes through on the video. Uh, so far, I think good. That's great. So since we're going to wrap this up, I want to remind you, you can get all of Grolix's old podcasts on GrolixPodcast.com. And let's not forget about social media, Grolix Podcast on Twitter and Grolix Podcast on the Facebook page. Nice. So how about you, Brandon? Where can people hear you talk about the stuff you enjoy? Uh, you can find all of our old episodes on thetechnologygeek.org, uh, as well as on our Facebook page, te- thetechnologygeek.org, and on uh, Twitter, my call sign, KB3YUA, for all you ham radio operators out there. And maybe we want to prepare ourselves for in case there's some type of crises or we need to survive. How how could we find information about that? You would go to the survivalistpodcast.org. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. I want to thank thank you for having me on the show. I want to thank everybody for listening to this live stream, and we will see you at Grolix at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 4.0 International License. To hear more, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrolixPodcast and like us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash GrolixPodcast. <laughs> Let me know when you're done recording.
All right.